0: what's up my little mistakers and welcome to the humor in mistakes podcast i'm your host donovan mcneil and each week my co-host andrew gleason and i have a guest on our podcast who opens up about mistakes that they've made in the past and andrew and i laugh at them with the hopes that you our little mistakers will learn that mistakes are not that big of a deal and not be afraid to make them It's 2020 and I have a lot of changes happening. I'm moving to DC for a girl. Um, I'll talk more about that later, not today though. I have a lot of changes coming, but what I wanted to talk about is what I'm taking out of 2019 and bringing into 2020, and that's learning to accept the feelings of doubt. If you read any book on entrepreneurship or any book on creativity, uh, if you follow the story of anyone who is quote unquote made it, they all say the feelings of doubt come. They had to overcome those. So what does that mean? That means if you're putting yourself out there, if you're trying anything new, if you're taking any risk, the feelings of doubt are inevitable. So the only thing that you have to question is what are you going to do when those feelings occur? And that's what I am doing in 2020, is accepting that doubt comes. I doubt myself a lot. Uh, but what helps is having a great team around me and saying hello when those doubts occur. Uh, it also helps being able to take a step back and looking at all I've done. Uh, when I first started this podcast, I started it because like, I didn't think there were a lot of people who talked about their struggle in the middle of their accomplishments. Like you read those books on Oprah, and it's all like, oh, I got fired from my job and I had to push through it. But what about in the middle of having to do that? Uh, So I'm in the middle. So I'll speak from a person who's in the middle. Um, We're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the podcast. That'll be March 21st. And in the first year, we did 1,200 downloads. Um right now we're at 2900, which means by year two, we'll be at 3,600, which means we've tripled growth. Now, if you were to ask me how the podcast is doing, I'd probably always give a negative answer. I tend to lean toward negativ- negativity, which is something I'm working on. But like looking back, as I was looking at the numbers today, there's been growth. So even though there's been doubts and I've had that negativity, Just moving forward and just starting, um, there's been growth. So I guess I say all that to say this. If there's anything you want to do, just do it. Don't look at the numbers. Don't worry about how you're doing it. Just start and keep going and you'll get better. That's my advice from someone who is in the middle. And I don't even think I'm in the middle. I think I'm just starting out. So if there's someone, I'm in year two. If there's someone at year zero, you can listen to me and just say, just get started. Anyways, I wanna talk about our guest, Matt Hahn. Um, He's a creator of Between Two Clouds, which is a collaboration of a bunch of talented people who put on events all over the triangle. Um, He also just started a podcast called Diving Deep, where they just really get into the depths of emotion and it's a very good podcast. Um, I like Matt because he's authentic. Will you always like what he has to say to you? Nope. But does he keep it real? Yes. So if you ask him an opinion, if you ask him how you're doing on a show, he'll be blunt. Um, And you need more of those people in the world. So every year or so, I don't know how often it'll be. Matt will be on the show and we'll get an update on his life. Um, And in this episode, Matt talks about how his abrasiveness sometimes gets him in trouble and he gives a real life example of sometimes you want to read your angry email before you click send Matt did not so check out this episode it's a good one little mistakers what's up my little mistakers welcome to the humor in mistakes podcast I'm here with Matthew Hahn uh, and Andrew Gleason, my co-host Yeah um, You probably recognize the name, Matt, because he's been here before He told us yep. all about his uh, women troubles Yeah uh, And since then, a lot has happened Yeah. Uh, he's been continuing on, on with uh, Between Two Clouds uh, Matt, you want to tell him about like just yourself in general a little bit? So, I run a project called Between Two Clouds Between Two Clouds is an impact-driven,
1: I would say, art venture in that venture we do like events and stuff we have a podcast came out uh it's going to be an artist label at a certain point it used to be my artist moniker but now it's more of like a community and label and brand um yeah i I dj i produce music uh like throw parties i trying to live the sober life so i've been partying sober i live a pretty cool life a lot of really beautiful people around me and uh i like humor a lot
0: Tell me about this partying sober cuz like usually those two things don't go together
1: especially when you're a DJ and you're throwing parties and you're going to raves yeah it's definitely decent but i mean like it's not like i haven't like done mdma and partied and hasn't like like i haven't drank and partied etc but i've never done it that much in general compared to most people significantly less than most but i Want to have a consistency. Like, I want to be able to go to a party and kind of feel the same as when I feel, I don't know, just having a chat with someone. I want to have, I want to f- live a very graceful life. That's something I've been focusing on personally, is I want to live a very graceful uh, existence. Like, you know, through adversity, very graceful, through triumph, very graceful. I want it to be very smooth. Um, even I want my excitement to be smooth. So, like, with partying, it's like, you know, excitement. That's what partying is, is, like a place to be excited. I want that to be graceful too. And I feel like the only way you can really do that well is to be. Yeah, sober.
0: When I hear uh, "graceful," I hear like a ballerina, (laughs) like uh, dancing on your tippy toes, but being majestic at the same time. Like I see, like an aura of gold around you as you move throughout life. Is that a proper description of your gracefulness?
1: Uh, That is certainly the attempt. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing it well yet okay some things i'm doing well other things there's a lot of improvement to make
0: okay uh so yeah at the time when you were on here last we were talking about um just you were just starting with between two clouds and you were bob cloud at the time are you still Uh, bob
1: cloud i was never bob clouds it was my facebook name because i didn't want to use my real name okay and it just stuck because my my show's blew up a little faster than I was expecting so then like the entire comedy community knew me as Bob Clouds because that was my Facebook name okay and they didn't know me that well so it stuck pretty hard and people still call me that and still kind of confusing but it's it's a cool name so I don't mind it
0: I was confused at first because uh, I remember hanging out and people referring to you as Bob and you had told me your name was Matt and I was like who is this dude? Like, because I had had you on the podcast, and they kept calling you Bob, and I was like, "Who yes. the fuck is Bob?"
1: Yes. Well, it's more logical than it seems. Like, it's less confusing when I like tell you why that occurred. So, Nicolette, is my roommate, she's like my little family. People think we're a couple, not a couple, but it's like I would say even more special, not like more intimate. I love her pieces, and uh, I have a, a lot of nicknames for her: asparagus, bath salt, barn door, biscuit. I have hundreds of nicknames for her that I call her routinely, more than her own name. I call her beauty a lot. And that's sweet. Oh yeah, she's the sweetest little fucking thing ever. Just that exists on the planet. And uh she was trying to come up with a nickname for me and she's terrible at it. She's really bad at it. And she's like, Well what what do I call you? And like jokingly I'm like, the most simple name ever is Bob. So I was like Bob and then she really liked that. So it stuck. And at the time, I was, like, really going through a phase of not identifying with anything. I was like, ah, even Matthew is, like, whatever, doesn't express me. And uh, I was considering at a certain point changing my legal name to Bob, 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 just because it would be the most plain name ever. (laughs) Uh, So during that time, when I had to make a Facebook to connect with comics, because apparently getting the numbers and texting was not a thing. You had a on Facebook. I had to make a Facebook profile, and I named it Bob, Bob, Bob. But then everybody was really skeptical about me. So they wouldn't go to my show. And then Tank Smith finally came. He was the first comic to like come out to my shows. And he had a good time. And then he's like, hey, man, how about you like change your name on Facebook? Because people are really hesitant to work with Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> so I was like, "Ah, oh, what if I made it Bob Clouds, like between two clouds? It would make sense, right? I, did, I still didn't want to use my name. I was going through a tax fraud situation with family at the time. I didn't want them to be able to even find me on the internet, all that. Uh, I was not the one committing the tax fraud. I was okay, on, I was the other side of it. Um, so then it just stuck. Before and then they'd hear Nikolay calling me Bob because I was sort of like a term of endearment for me. So then everybody just knew me as Bob before I had even had a chance to.
0: I might next girl I dated the girl I'm dating. I'm going to find a term of endearment that's someone else's name, like. Call I'm going to call, like, if her name's Jessica, I'm going to call her Sydney or uh, uh, Katy Perry or just some kind of name. Adolph. Adolf Just Adolph. Uh, what names do you got?
2: Uh, mostly, I, I like to go off what their name already is, so it's a case-by-case basis. Right. Uh, I, I am a nickname guy. I nickname a lot of my friends. I call Aaron Cardi B. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, That's good I call yeah. Chelsea Keys. Call Josh that Jewish guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, call Andrew Gleason, Drew Gleazy. So that's my yeah. nickname for him. Okay, okay. I like it. I like where you're coming from. Uh, you got a bunch of different names. People didn't... Shout out to Tank, by the way, for providing constructive yes. criticism. It
2: takes, we need wonderful.
0: Uh, we need more constructive criticism in this world.
1: Yeah absolutely People just need to start Being honest Like hey man Did you think about this Yeah There's a lot of problems That just go away It's like oh shit I didn't think about that Yeah
0: You didn't think You didn't think That three bobs Would make people uncomfortable I just I forget how fearful
1: People are (laughs) I'm just not somebody That fears things Or Like risk And uh, how people perceive me Is just very low on the list Which sometimes Is an issue But so when it came to that I didn't think like People would be sketched out I'm like blah 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 Yeah whatever It's a fun name I'm just some dude, and then I didn't like realize there's a bunch of creepy dudes in the internet with weird names. True. I was like, oh fuck, okay, that's that's the group I'd be put in with. Yeah, this make <laughs> this makes sense now.
0: I better carry just a smidgen, you know, right? Some kind of like safety net. Yeah, yeah. don't want to be in with the pedophiles, right? Or the Trying creepy to, dudes, right? Yeah, and the mustache, right? It, it it helps a little bit, but it hurts a little bit at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> it just never helps. <laughs> oh. Also, I
1: think my new nickname for all women that I am uh, romantically engaged with is going to be Andrew Gleason from now on.
0: Andrew, I like it. I like it. Okay. I
1: like
2: it. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "What is that?" I'm like, that's you, baby. <laughs> that's right. Hashtag it.
0: Hashtag it. Andrew Gleason is a new pic, uh, pet name. It's no longer Woman Crush Wednesday.
2: It's Gleason Crush Wednesday.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about all the building you've been doing with Between Two Clouds oh, in between uh yeah, since we talked. So we
1: talked, we talked at my friend Gabe's house right before I think BUC number eight. I'm pretty sure. It was like a little bit over a year ago. Yeah. So back then, Between Two Clouds was still my artist moniker. It was still like my name. And then the event name that I was doing, the only event that I was doing was Between Two Clouds to You, which is essentially the entire idea behind Between Two Clouds is like the kind of life I wanted to live. Uh, you know, very wholesome, you know, a lot of loving people around, a lot of support, but still a lot of fun and bright, but not without any of the realness. Because, you know, my background's very dark, so it's like losing all that as bullshit, too. Like, that's beautiful, too. But putting all that together to still being this really nice experience of life. And so, all those ideas I wanted to bring to this event, which I think we did quite successfully, it was an awesome event, uh, which I th- we're going to bring back to. Pause it just because it was time to, to branch off and do other things. But I think we're going to bring that event back. It should be way better than it was before, too. It was awesome to begin with. So, anyways, uh, since then, that event spawned out me pursuing doing just pure comedy shows because the event itself had comedy, live music, it had yeah, food, it had curated art, you know, live art. It was very social, it was unique, unique environments. Um, we had like high quality audio and stuff. It would be kind of everything that people said wouldn't work, uh, but working. And by the 8th one, we had like 80 people show up on a Monday in a house. Um, Over time, we just accepted donations. We didn't even push it. Like, we didn't even say suggested donation. We just said, here's an option. And it started to make money. So then Venues asked us to come out. After, yeah, after I spoke with you, Venues asked me to come out and bring it to their venue. We did that for a little bit. And then it became obvious that that event was really good in the house environment, where I had like full creation. And then I learned how to do business with venues, because before our last chat, I had no idea how to do business with the venues. So it was a new thing, and I never did a party. Then I did an end-of-the-year party it was my first venue party. That went quite well, that's a proof, and I still have a really good relationship with them, and do stuff with them. Um, so I learned how to do the business side of things. Uh, I grew a lot of relationships with comics, and artists, and musicians, and business people, and sponsors, and marketers, and everything there's there's so many people i'm connected to now so behind my brand is a bunch of advisors and it's insanely different than last year like the growth is monumental when i think about it right now i should really reflect on it more it's, it's fucking crazy uh so there's a lot of really 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 intelligent people that give a lot of insight to it that now is pushing the systems to make it grow and now it's not my artist moniker it's since been like pushes just a full-time project community and it is, it could be anything in a sense. Because the idea isn't just like events and curation. It's more of like bringing that realness to the world, and that honesty to whatever project it is. So if there's like, let's say there's software that needs to be made and the only way it could be made is if honest people do it, then maybe we do that. Whereas like the events and the event world, shit's a bunch of crap. I guess rinse and repeated. Like we wanted to make events where people actually give a shit about the people who come to the events. That we actually care They have a great time. We actually, like, genuinely care. Not because, like, it would make us look good, but, like, uh, we give them the good stuff and the music that's a little bit better for their soul and put artists in better situations and provide opportunities and be a platform and be able to say the real shit. Like, all this, uh, we're super, at least I am super super anti-political correctness. I think there's a level of respect we should have for one another, but the political correctness machine is fucking terrible. Uh, So we're big on that.
0: I agree with that. Like people should be honest so we can deal with people's honesty rather than trying to deal with people's bullshit.
1: Correct, cuz then you don't even know what that person actually even thinks.
0: Exactly. Like, let's say
1: that person is really ignorant and they're really hateful, but you don't know cuz they're just lying to you constantly because that they have to cuz they're not safe to express how they really feel. Then that person never really knows they never have to be engaged with them in their language speak to them on their personal level to where they can create that change inside of them. You know, we'd have to have these honest discussions that are going to be uncomfortable, and people just run away from them. So the brand is kind of designed to create a good space for it. Okay. Whether you like it or not.
0: Uh, One one thing I'll say is you have been posting lately about, uh, I remember you talking about bubble wrap, and saying that you can't live a bubble wrap lifestyle. It's not going to work out. I mean, you can, but growth comes from getting out of that bubble wrap having difficult conversations with people and being honest so you can you touch a little bit more on that
1: yeah so that's something i notice is I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of different people all the time uh even my like close friends are super diverse in like what jobs they're doing their level of education their personalities their humors it, the people around me are crazy diverse on different levels so I have access to a lot of different groups that most people really don't get access to. I don't live in very much of an echo chamber. I live in a pretty uh, reflective of all of society kind of world minus like extreme poverty uh, on purpose because that would be really hard to juggle. Yeah. Um, so I've noticed that in different groups there's different, different bubble wrapping that happens. Like where people, instead of just dealing with reality, they put this like cognitive dissonance machine on it to where they protect themselves so that they don't have to deal with it, and it's just easy. And as long as they stay in their echo chamber, they stay in their small world around the right, the same people like them, they never have to be challenged and never have to grow. They can just continue to exist in that bubble, which is great in that bubble because it's easy, and everybody's likes each other even though they don't even know each other. Uh, but the issue is the moment real shit happens, all of a sudden friendships end like that overnight because they weren't actually real friends. They are just friends within, within this condition. So then your support network is based on you not growing. So it's like to have the support network you have, to have validity socially, to be able to survive, you need to literally stay the same and not grow. Because the moment you grow, now you're breaking the bubble a little bit, and then all of a sudden you lose your support network, so then you can't grow because you, you need people. We're social creatures. We, you need each other to rely on each other to be able to grow. That's just how it goes.
0: Yeah, I find myself always questioning that. Like, if you don't have people who ask you questions that make you think and make you feel uncomfortable, then you're not growing, per se. Uh,
1: Well, at least it's limited compared to the opportunity you have when somebody asks the difficult questions.
0: Exactly. Um, How do you do that, though? How do you ask those difficult questions and know that you may not be liked for it? Because we're in a world that doesn't appreciate asking those difficult questions uh i just accept
1: the repercussions i if i have a thought and i'm willing to be wrong if i'm wrong i'll come back later and be like "Ah, oh, fuck i was my bad yeah i was ignorant in that situation i'm happy to do it but you have to make a compelling fucking argument so i'm just i'm big on again it's that no fear thing like i keep it real with you i'm gonna tell you how shit is or how i think it is and i have a Damn good opinion based on like the kind of life I get to live. Very fortunate. I get so much <coughs> exposure to different things, and I'm real with myself. I'm if I do harm to others, I I'm in my fucking head until I fix it. Um, and then sometimes, obviously, I miss stuff and I'm imperfect and I overspeak, and sometimes I am too harsh or I'm not harsh enough. And but I just I just stay really honest. Like somebody's being a fucking idiot, I'm gonna be like, what you're thinking right now is stupid. Deal with it. And here's why I think it's stupid. And I could be wrong here, but in my opinion, and if you respect my opinion, what, what, that thought process is really stupid. Uh, and I share that with my friends and they deal with it. And they know that's the relationship. They know that if I see something that I think harms them or doesn't serve them, I'm going to call it out. And if I think it's stupid, I'm going to call it out because, uh, you know, being ignorant to yourself just makes everything hard. You go out into the world and you're confused by why people act a certain way towards you. And it's because you don't even know yourself You don't even know your relationship with yourself very well, so that's how I handle it is just by accepting the consequences, which happens yeah uh it happens uh people don't like when you burst that bubble that they fight so hard to keep wrapped around them
0: well you you're breaking their reality, their truth that everyone is supporting so yeah. it's it's often that we push the people away that tell us what we need to hear, and we pull in the people that tell us exactly us on the ass yeah yeah just. They give it a little sees.
1: Yeah, because it's easy. Yeah, It's easy. We live in America where the access to resources is crazy abundant for almost everybody, even people in poverty. So it's like there's not as much repercussion where if like in another country, if you don't treat people right, they might not let you get access to water. Like, exactly. It's, it's different.
0: Exactly. And, and I find myself, you know, when you speak on resources, I find myself in the middle, right, of... Trying to say how much do I look at that person and say you're not accessing your resources versus how much do I feel sorry for them? Because at some point I'm like, you can learn anything you need to learn online. Like, and even as I'm learning to edit video and learning Adobe Premiere and like had no ability to use it at all, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking start doing it. Right, and like I find myself getting incrementally better. And not great, but I'm getting better. Probably I'm like, even better than you're realizing. Exactly. But I'm like trying to keep my head down and just like let me work on a little bit. At what point do I tell someone, the reason you're not moving is because you're not putting in any work?
1: Well, it depends on your relationships. So My exactly. relationships are based on me being very honest. My friends know that's the deal going in. Uh, people I do business with, I keep a rule with them, too. And, again, there are repercussions. I deal with a lot of repercussions. Uh, romance is hard. It is difficult for me because I care about everybody. The, even if I don't fucking know you, I'm going to keep it real with you because if you live a better life, then the world around you is a little bit better and the world around you is a little bit better. And eventually, one of those worlds is one of the people I really super care about. So it's like I'm very invested in, in everybody because everybody's life impacts everybody else's on a deeper level than we really value. And uh, it, so is it selfish? Maybe it's selfish. But I just think that's the way to be is if everybody really gave a shit about everybody else, The world we get to live in is just way more fun, way more fun. Uh, Like, it sucks when I make a joke and, like, people think I'm an asshole for making a joke. It's like, no, you're just being a little bitch right now. True. You're just being insecure. And it's fine that you're insecure. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not my fault that you're insecure. You know, the, the fact that I have to now, like, mince words around you because you haven't grown to a certain point. And you don't need to grow to a certain point i just I hate that I hate that people can't just like say the real thing, but then you have like a president that can <laughs> act like he does, and that's fine, but like God forbid Bernie doesn't say the perfect thing for once
2: <laughs> true yeah, I'm at such the opposite end right now. What do you mean? I just uh recently have decided that I just don't wanna deal with people, and i like everything that you just said, I feel like I agreed with uh Leading up to very recently, where I decided that fuck it, I'm gonna stop trying to talk to people. Like I just don't care. I don't have if you got problems, then. But I, I just don't have a choice with what I do. Yeah, true, true. Yeah,
0: I think I think I'm in the middle of both. Like I do my own thing. And I'm not going to apologize for it. But then I'm like, Andrew, I'm not going to argue with anybody and tell them that they're wrong. But I'm just going to do me and not apologize for it. And that's kind of the place I'm taking with comedy. If something's not funny, then it's not funny. But if you get upset about a joke, to me internally, I'm like, how do you let someone who you don't know or not even friends with upset you? That bad, like you. When need, they were
1: trying to be funny,
0: when they were trying to be funny, yeah, just ignore it. Like I've heard some jokes that I'm like about black people. I'm like, oh, that's probably offensive to some people, but I don't know this person, so I'm not gonna let it affect my day. Right, like and maybe
1: this person is literally only friends with black people. Exactly. Maybe you don't know how like they actually appreciate or view of people. So it's, yeah, I think we forget like what mouth it's coming out of. Like, yeah, uh, people do a lot of things where they remove the artist from the art. It's like. The art is literally a reflection of the artist. You can't separate the two. So, if the artist actually gives a shit about people, then all of a sudden, you know, their art can be a little harder cut because, in the end, they actually do care. So, it's not like they're doing it mi- maliciously. But if
2: yeah.
0: you're doing it maliciously.
2: We were it just, just it won't talking matter. about J.K. Rowling. Yeah, we were. Really? I yeah. don't know much about her.
0: Oh, she just got in trouble for making a statement uh, and everyone was attacking her. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Interesting. And my position was like, even if she is wrong on this social issue, right, she has, she's the first billionaire who got herself out of billionaire status from her donations alone. So she donates so much money. So even if she is wrong on this social issue, she has donated so much money that doesn't she get a pass? It's not even,
1: here's, here's the issue is I think that's, that mindset is super wrong. Why is that? It's not a pass. It's like this person's proven they give a shit, right? Yeah. Why not respond with as much compassion as possible if she does have an ignorant view? Yeah. Don't give her a pass. Be like, hey, JK, we care about you because you fucking give a shit about us. And we should just care about people just to care about people. It shouldn't be because of that. But that's not a bad place to start. People should be responding with compassion. Like, hey, you know, have you thought about this? Let me welcome you into this experience that might open up your mind to have just, a different thought. So I think giving a pass is wrong. I also think attacking is wrong. I think both just pro- prolong the issues.
2: What if she... I, this just came to me. She could turn into just a straight troll. That'd be fine. her <laughs> whole brand is JK. JK Rowling.
0: Yes. <laughs> just it's trolling everyone. Oh, yeah. I, if I was... If I was her, I would just drop receipts of how much money I've donated. And, right, and be like, like, how much have I done for the world compared to you on Twitter? Like, just being blunt about it. Like, she's probably helped thousands of people on this planet because of what yeah, she's done.
1: She, like, sparked imagination. In, like, exactly.
0: Millions of people. There's an entire...
1: Have you been to Universal Studios? Exactly. With uh, They have a whole Harry Potter world out there with kids dressed up in fucking wizard robes and shit where people are going there and not killing or eating each other. They're they having fun. Anytime people are in a place together where they're not literally physically harming each other, that's a win.
0: Exactly. She's probably brought couples back together. They were on the brink of divorce. Yeah, they, they don't, went they don't to, have anything know, in common. They exactly. don't even like
1: each other, but they both love Harry Potter. They go She's back. She's made is, uh, babies occur.
2: Exactly. They go back also, to the hotel. Like LGBTQ positive books. Exactly. Giving kids an option to read those instead of the classics that might not really. I didn't really that.
0: Yeah. Dumbledore was gay the entire time. No shit. Yeah. Didn't know that until the end. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Older gay people crush it. Yeah. They mm-hmm. just killing it.
1: It's a different generation they came out of, man. <laughs> all I'm right. Very I'm very confident that there's a porn video out there with all that. Oh, <laughs> all right. Probably Problems. many Problems. of them.
0: What's <laughs> that? The rule of 47 or what is it? The rule of there's always a porn for something. Rule 34. Rule 34. There's always a porn. There's always
1: a porn for something and the alternative of that something. Uh, yeah. There's yeah.
0: more porn than there are other things. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sometimes I get scared to Google. I'm like, because I know the rule has never failed me. But I'm like, all right, there can't Dude, be. Do I really a- want to see this? <laughs> yeah. There can't be a porn about uh, fucking... Curious George. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Some oh, of the first porn I ever remember.
2: saw was The Simpsons. Oh, really? Yeah. Really. I was back at like pre-home computer days. So,
1: so you're just going to the library looking up Simpsons porn?
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, me and my friend Jesse.
1: Marge, Marge was a, a baddie.
2: Yeah, I guess. It, I, I won't say it did anything for me, but I saw it.
0: Well, you remember it. So yeah. That's yeah. important. Uh, my first cartoon was, I think, uh, well Sailor Moon. That was my first Sailor Moon porn. Uh, that explains a lot. Yeah, she could throw that tiara. <laughs> Get it on. <going. laughs> All right, uh, I don't know how we got on cartoon porn, uh, but we were talking about I being like real with each other.
1: A lot of uh, hip hop artists are de-owning you from the black community currently. <laughs> yes, that's what's happening right now. Um,
0: black people, I think anime is coming around to the black community.
1: Black dudes fucking love anime it is so common it is ridiculously common it surprised me because like when I, I went to a, an inner city school where it was like mostly black dudes well not just black dudes but in general mostly black people and the school I went to it just wasn't a lot of like nerdy black dudes there's a lot of athletes and it was like a magnet school so you had to like test it and all this other shit but out but after going to that high school Everywhere I go, like in the music community, etc., there's a ton of nerdy black dudes that are into all the things. And it just like blew my mind because that was not my experience of that of any kind of. Uh, so I mean, you got celebrities crazy.
2: too, like you got NBA stars with Goku on their shoes. The current I mean, middleweight write, UFC champion, like his Beach, whole yeah. nickname is Stylebender because like he does like Naruto moves in the cage and stuff. It's like you got full on celebrities endorsing anime. It's crazy. That's
1: kind of it's it's a, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting.
0: I don't yeah. like it's so it. Interesting. Don't like it. You 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 uh, want it not to be cool? I do because you know how like uh, back in the day people would listen to an artist and then once they started blowing up, they'd be like, "Oh, I don't like them anymore" because now they're popular and mainstream. Right. That's how I That's feel you. about anime. Because I went through the trenches with anime. I got right. bullied, picked on. Now it's popular. These kids, these black kids, ain't got to go through nothing to <laughs> like anime anymore. What about those kids that they got picked on and told, "Hey, why don't you try powering up?" And you would try, and nothing would happen, and you still get beat up. I went uh, through that.
2: I saw a video <laughs> online of a kid about to fight another kid in the hallway, and the kid must have not been all there, but he he went for it. He put, ah! like. Sat there and tried to power up and got knocked out.
0: Yeah, these kids have support systems now when they find out you can't actually go Super Saiyan. I had to find <laughs> that out alone by myself. I
1: think the internet has definitely made it more accessible to be nerdy and being a nerdy shit.
2: I wonder what the what is the nerdy thing? What makes you a nerd nerd now?
1: I don't Not know a nerd. I think I think all the everything is like just meshing together. There's so much this gray area with everything now. That's a good thing though, man. I, I think it's a great thing. It allows like
2: You could be way more unique. Eh. I don't know. Mathletes—they're probably still picked on. I don't know, man. I don't
1: know, man. Uh, Speed
2: readers—come on, that's lame as fuck. No, that's an effective skill. (laughs) Every president—well, not every uh, president—up until recently, every president (laughs) had the ability to read very quickly.
0: I think. I think you're not
2: getting laid if you're like walking down high high school, being like, "I can read so fast." You really. I'm 15 this years old. understand
1: what know. gets people laid or not laid. And uh, <laughs> how you look is 99% of it. So if you're, gotcha. if you're good looking and you read fast, that girl will start reading fast too. She'll <laughs> whatever she got to do. Yeah. So she'll be putting extra long paragraphs
2: on her panties you're not wrong
0: I mean I think we're seeing what uh, uh black civil rights leaders predicted we're all starting to get along and so that's when you start hearing like the old white men saying trying to divide us no it's like everybody's just getting along now we're just I, doing things man we're just enjoying it we're having sex with everybody like doing drugs together in in college like I think Black guys are starting to get worse at sports. Yeah, we're getting worse. I don't
1: know if you're watching the NFL, but there's there's some white hitters coming out. Oh, they're coming? (laughs) They're coming back.
0: They're learning how to run and and, and be juke now? There's a Jewish guy somewhere doing things. That's not normal. They figured out our tricks, though. That's the thing. So our tricks were secret. Or or the black tricks. Uh, So there was a school, this university in Texas, not this university in Texas, but this high school in Texas, that what they would do is they would uh, release rabbits. And that's how they determined who could... was like the running back is how many rabbits could you catch? Because it, bringing back to Dragon Ball Z where they, he would make the uh, Goku catch the cricket, it's like rabbits move so crazily that the kids that could catch them were the fastest and the most uh, agile. Awesome. And it just made you train without even realizing it because these kids were out here just chasing so, rabbits.
1: So uh, referring back to you, so that's a black trick.
0: I'm not going to say it's a black trip, (laughs) but it was in a documentary (laughs) from this high school that has, like, so many kids going to, like, D1 colleges. And it was talking about that's what they would do. And it was, like, in a poor black city. I forget exactly where it was. Uh, But he unleashed it. Now you just... Have your kids chasing rabbits if you want them to be fast. You got a podcast called Diving Deep. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: dive into anime on that podcast?
0: See? I no, I don't know. Oh, really, yeah. I'm not a big anime person
2: personally. Okay.
1: I understand why people like it. I just don't get into it. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I do think it's awesome though.
2: What do you dive into? In
1: the podcast or in yeah. general? In the podcast. So, the idea for the podcast is there's a lot of podcasts that I've listened to, watched, been on, et cetera, that. Again, that same like concept of like the nitty gritty, like the real deal. You'd hear this like surface level, all the triumphs and all the surface of emotion, but you wouldn't get into like the real shit. Like all of us have done fucked up stuff. All of us have experienced something that's like, what the hell is that? Well, most of us. Let's not say all.
0: I think it's and, all.
1: I know some people that just really haven't dealt with shit. Right? Yeah, I really they just family was nice. They were able to just go to school and feel good about themselves there's they don't have any concept of what depression feels like
0: I yeah. think they paint the picture. I think a lot of people paint a pretty picture hundred percent yeah some people really okay.
1: really have experienced that I've met them and it's like mind blowing to me
0: and they're the ones who
2: would as soon as they get called cockeyed they're bringing the oh. a r to the
1: school <laughs> <laughs> something like that uh those are the people that you know support really ignorant things a lot of times but with that being said, I think that people need to start being real with each other in terms of, like, you know, my shit does stink. Like, people demonize people for doing simple shit. Like, you've all done that. Shut the fuck up. When it comes to, oh, somebody said the wrong word, or this guy said the N-word once, or this guy said this, like, every white family. as My mother used to say it. All the time. But now, granted, she was actually racist. She was actually <laughs> not the same situation. She actually just was, she should be demonized a little bit for that. Uh oh shit. But it it's like God forbid somebody says a few words wrong. They're losing their fucking job. Or they're getting fucking suspended. There's a dude that recently he the San Francisco 49ers, like one of his their head radio dudes. And he made a comment saying that it's so fucking hard to know where the ball is when Lamar Jackson's playing because Lamar is dark-skinned. The ball's dark. Now, do I know if that's accurate or not? I don't know what the football... Like, I don't know the exact complexion, but it's a fair fucking argument. If it's the same fucking color, you have these big old hands covering it, that's fucking... Of course that would be fucking hard to see. And the guy is, like, known for being crazy sweet, crazy professional, crazy all this, and he didn't make it in any, like, demonizing way. He's like, yeah, that, like, that it looks really difficult to spot. Like, logical thing. He fucking got suspended and people were calling for him to get... This guy, who everybody on the football team was like, no, that's a really sweet guy. That's a great guy that said this, that a that. Like Maybe he misspoke, but this is a great person. He got fucking suspended. People are calling him to get fired all because he misspoke. I know most of y'all say dumb shit all the time. Anybody listen to this? I, I know some people listen to this. I've heard you say dumb shit. I've said dumb shit. I've said so many dumb things. It's like people need to stop doing that shit. So the podcast is... I want it to be like real chat. In the first five that I've recorded, there are so many things I've said. They're not reflective of me that are stupid that I don't, that I, I listening back, I'm like, Oh, I don't like it. But I think it's important that I say it and I give myself, myself the space to say it and for others to say it so that we can like connect and be like, Oh yeah, I noticed that ignorant, but it's like, fuck, I say that. Or, Oh wow. I can't believe it's out there. Like people need to start owning that we're not perfect.
0: And I agree. And and what ends up happening is that people are now so scared who haven't got called. Oh my god! That they're a, they're not willing to say anything. Like for example, a few uh, about a month or two ago, you're not gonna catch me. I went back <laughs> and I deleted everything through my Twitter, like just yes. in case. Like yes. one day I was in a position, and as I was deleting it, I was like. This is 18-year-old McNeil who said something stupid. Right. Is somebody really going to pull this up over 15 years from now and be like, Yes. McNeil.
1: And if we live in a culture that we actually give a shit about each other and even give a shit about ourselves, because if everybody around us gets more love, we're going to get more love. That's just how this shit works. If you even care about
2: yourself... Demonizing people is just not the fucking way. I oh, no. If my kid, if my son ever tweets like that, I'm going to break a dollhouse over his head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't <give it> <laughs> with,
2: with that, though, it's like you have to give people
1: the space to be stupid. We all have stupid ideas. And if we don't ever get to share them, then we're just sitting inside with all these dumb ideas. And we look, now we're in these echo chambers online typing in all these dumbass ideas that this echo chamber is saying is right. But if they could speak it out in public, people would be like, no, it's fucking stupid for this and this reason. But people are afraid to do it because there there's for real repercussions. Is exactly. that you will lose your fucking job. You will lose your friends. You will lose this, you will lose that. And well, I I don't. But I've also had like friendships built on they know that sometimes like, we laugh about it. Like they did a they did a roast of me for my birthday the other day. And uh there's a lot of things I've said that got pulled <laughs> up and they roasted me on and they're right. But so the podcast is that it's diving, I wanna dive deeper into the conversation. I want people to get to a point where they feel safe to really share. I'm trying to create a podcast where I play the role, where I make them feel really comfortable and safe and really know that I'm not going to sit there and judge them. And the community that follows what I do and values what I do is not going to judge them as much and respond with compassion if need be. Uh, And recognize it and say, and like tell them it's stupid or give them the opportunity to hear it later and be like, oh shit, that was dumb. Uh, So I think there just needs to be a platform to be a fucking person, not this idealized thing that doesn't make any mistakes and doesn't have dumb ideas. And like humans are capable of like genocide, you know? Yeah. So we're very capable of thinking really stupid things and really hateful things. Like it's just, it's so small
2: compared to like what we're, the evil we're capable of. And it's interesting though, also considering, uh, what you want to do, because if you, nowadays there's, it's like a double think of, extreme importance being put onto authenticity and being genuine and showing people that you're a person too. Right. Um, And then also, you know, staying in your lane and being politically correct and all of that. But I don't think both exist together. There's also the Conan O'Brien's, the uh, celebrities who came up, like even in the fifties, if you were to go on TV, I mean, you wouldn't be cursing. You're doing clean comedy. You're doing... You know, there's your Jim Gaffigans... ...who don't necessarily... Their whole thing isn't necessarily being authentic. It's being entertaining. And, like, it's really layered. I think there's a time and a place
1: for both, certainly. Like, when there's a time to be genuine, like, when you're with your friend, Mm -hmm. your friends, your people, and they're fucking up, it's not time to entertain. It's time to get the job done. But, like, at my events, when I'm at my events... I am I'm there to make sure everybody's having a good time. When I'm around too many friends, I'm there to make sure everybody's having a good time. It's it's not time to be real with them on shit. It's not time for that. It's time to let me take care of you, let me make sure you're having a good time. It's time to entertain. It's time and a place. It's uh, just knowing and again like that gracefulness, knowing how to go from the next thing to the next mm-hmm. thing.
2: Um I'm in the transition. You're
1: hundred percent right though.
2: I'm about to I just I was just on your show. Yeah. And that whole back half of that set is, I mean, about to get scrapped because I'm just trying to transition into being a clean comic. Really? Yeah. Because like, yeah, there's a lot of value there. I understand that. Yeah. I, I really want to be a performer and I don't care much to, I mean, so it's like, I don't necessarily sympathize with people who tweet out like maybe racist things or something like that. I'm like, well, Twitter is a public platform. You're not going to get up in front of your class and keep it a hundred percent real during one of your presentations, you know?
1: Right, you're you're
2: presenting something. You're presenting 100%. something, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm kind of like shifting my my personal perspective to uh, to yeah, like this is a brand. This is a personal endeavor, correct? You know, I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to be fucking Charlemagne, you know. I, I'm. Kind of more into maybe being, uh, I don't know, Gaffigan or something. I think it depends.
1: So, like, like within my brand, so the Diving Deep podcast is designed to be as real as possible. You mm-hmm. know, it's not even trying to entertain and try to do all this crap. If I try to make a joke, I just feel like doing it that moment. Whereas, like, when I do the comedy shows, I run the comedy shows, I'm just I'm trying to have them have a good time. I'm trying to get them to get their money's worth out of it. I'm trying to set up the comedians to have a really good time and to do their thing and be put in the best position to perform their best uh, so anything I say or do is like I'm really pushing for that I'm not pushing like oh I feel shitty today let me share it with you in this platform that space so I totally agree with you and then like you know when you're in private spaces or maybe on the podcast you could share yourself a little bit more Yeah. whereas you're like on stage you know performing and it's okay if people do the other way too but I think it really depends on your goals like if your goal is to provide value to people sometimes you need to not give them all your shit to but if the goal is to express and maybe providing values from that expression like like in my podcast people can connect a little more and be like ah oh, this person knows all these good things but they also have this really shitty view that came out you know it's okay they have that shitty view it's okay i have it i just but i should work on it like it's obvious that i need to i've noticed this is not great mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's a really that's a really good point
0: yeah i i find myself switching back and forth. I do believe in the the truth and comedy uh perspective. i think you can i think just saying your truth allows people not to be able to mess with you at all like it makes your platform that much stronger to say This is how I've always been this is how I am and I think what what you'll see is that you'll get people who like you for you whereas yeah, they what, don't
1: what is you though
0: it's always changing. You can yeah. grow. You can grow. But they always know they... Because I think people nowadays, especially with social media, are investing in the person. And the person can be a, a a gimmick or they can be a performer. But you always have to add on to that performance. They're investing
1: in the idea of the person. Not True. The,
0: not the person.
1: That's something to be very wary about. I don't know if you've heard the horror stories of like... Artists that everybody supports, should have, and loves, and posts, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you this, I love you that. The moment they slip up, those same people are like sending them death threats. So it's like, I don't think we're really supporting the person. I think we're supporting the idea of that person the, and that we're supporting the value that person provides.
0: But I think the, and, and I agree with you to that point, but I think the, because the, the, we all have to put on some kind of performance, right? But I think the smaller that line is between your actual self. And that person, because I, cause I always am like, if I ever get in trouble for a joke that isn't necessarily me, it'll make me feel worse than getting in trouble for a joke that is like, oh, that's just me. And I can accept that rather than me getting in trouble for something that isn't me that I was doing just to appease people. That's
1: that's That would be rough for sure. But yeah. like I think like Andrew said, I think it really just depends. Like... Uh,
2: yeah, I, I think, think it's it really about what you want. Yeah, do you want a emperor has no clothes type? Do you want to be naked in front of everybody and be like, "This is me.
0: This is my dick." Yeah,
2: or do you want to? <laughs> you know, I don't I'm know. trying to show it off. Yeah. I find there's power in separating yourself from the art.
0: I want to show my dick, dude. I want to show my ass. I want to show my titties, my elbows. Okay. Well, well let's, I'll... Start <laughs> with, uh, let's start with the gym membership. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to get in shape. On that note, that's something I, I think 2020 is going to be. Get physically up to par. Yeah, those are, those are good things. So let's... Yeah. Uh, I guess we could talk about some of these mistakes I've been making. Oh, yeah, you have.
0: It's been a year. Like, what have you done in the past year? Oh, oh God. Okay, let's dive deep.
1: Let's dive deep, yeah.
0: Is it deep dive or dive
2: deep? Diving deep. Diving deep, okay. Yeah. Go check it out.
1: Yeah, it's a a good I'm about to post another episode out today. There'll be another three that are posted in the next, like, week or two. Mm Okay. Yeah, it's good. It'll grow over time. We'll we'll see how it goes. Some mistakes. Let's do, I'll do, like, some professional ones. And uh, so one professional one I did is so b 2 you the event that I used to do, I brought that to a place called, and I'm going to tell you just the factual information, emotion removed. Uh, we put on a great event. They were very, very unprofessional, uh, not timely, uh, made certain claims that they ended up not backing up pretty heavily and then denying them and lying about it et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I had to chase around for certain answers that I needed a timely response to because of like the scheduling of doing things and keeping everything on brand and keeping the momentum going. And it was the perfect venue. And the event was beautiful. And it was literally the perfect everything to be successful. And it, it, it would be the best event that they put on there every time. And that's not like just me exaggerating and me self-promoting it 100%. It uses everything that they believe in, everything that any artist would want out of it, bringing it together for the right reasons. and uh, But anyways, they really screwed the pooch in a few different ways. And again, I'm somebody that I, I call the shit out. It got to a certain point. I'm like, all right. And the person and people that I called out through is the same person that a bunch of my friends that do shows warned me about. They're like, ah, you know, be careful. Uh, this person uh, you know, has been unprofessional and they're really slow to do things and they, they're hard to work with and all this but they never say anything because they're trying to save face all the time. Whereas I just want to be, I want people to trust me that I'm being honest with you. Uh, and then I might have a decent opinion because of that. So I, I called them out. But everything I said was like, fine. Like, you did this wrong. This is not cool. This is not cool. This is how it impacts me. Like, this is, it, it did impact a lot of what I did. And I extensively wrote it out and it, they did have extensive impacts because of it. And like, even the, how vulnerable the state of that event was and how much it meant to a lot of people and the impact it's had on a bunch of people that went to every single one was just astounding. It was awesome to see. It was beautiful. And I made the mistake of telling this person and saying that their entire staff was retarded.
0: (laughs) In 2019...
1: yeah, uh, yeah, and so that was, and the thing too is that this person is a political correctness, blah 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 blah. Like, and and she's fine in a lot of ways. There's a lot of really admirable qualities about this person. So let me not just say she's just like just a shitty person. But there's certain things where it's just like typical crap that makes the world a darker place when it seems like it's making it brighter by doing this political correct crap. And you know, they're more selfish than they actually think and all these things, but they're, they're not a bad person. They do a lot of good things, so. So I'm being fully honest and fair. So within that, the moment I said that, all of a sudden, I was the bad guy in the email, in the conversation, et cetera, and they were saying I was being aggressive. I wasn't being aggressive. I mean, I grew up in Jersey. I don't know if, if anybody knows about people in Jersey. They curse a lot. They're very loud. I grew up in a household where you yelled at every day. There was no normal talking. It was just yelling every day being called a retard every day asshole every day a little bitch every day no not failed no nice words ever that's just how i grew up so when i go to communicate even if i'm being nice i curse a lot because it's like
0: i was trained to do that my entire life well you can't curse in emails man uh, not you professionals you can't
1: you can you just have to have the right relationships and all that and but right, but right, and there's yeah. a time, a time and a place for everything. There's a time to sit back and really like make sure the information is presented properly. But this is after they've been like fucking me over for a few weeks, and after I was, all these other people didn't speak up. I'm like, all right, I'll fucking speak up because everybody's being a little bitch about it. Uh, I will defend all these things, and but yeah, I shouldn't have said retard. That was, now do I think, that they were that stupid? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'll defend that to my death. But there's a way to say things, and you know. In a professional manner, because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying certain words. I really don't, but there's a time and a place. Like, like saying the N word, it's such a powerful word. And it fucking like, sits in people's souls for like, you know, good reason. So it's like there's a time and a place. And the word retard, like uh, when it comes to you know, people with like mental disabilities that were before be like put to death type shit. Like, there's some repercussion but, for sure. That what's it really the hurts. time
2: and the place for the N word? um probably never i don't know <laughs>
1: well, i think i think in context um, like yeah
2: uh, i also like, think that like, like in language context like that it's also easier you can say i mean i don't know maybe you're just not a passive aggressive dude but i would say some shit that's like kind of around the i really try to not be passive the aggressive so. you could say you lack the mental capacity <laughs>
1: <laughs> see yeah, see for me it's like uh it's like there's almost like a deviance to that almost Whereas, if I like give a stupid idea, I just want to be like, that's a stupid idea. Yeah. Like, you're an idiot. Versus, like, kind of, because it's not that belittling. It's more of, like, here's my opinion. Whereas, if you're like, you lack the mental thing, that's like, kind of like narcissistic, almost in a way. True. So, so, anyways, uh, but, like, in relation, like, my mother used to say, uh, I'm not going to say it on this one, but typically I would, uh, the th- things were N word rigged. All the time. When things didn't work in the house, they were M-word rigged. So it's like, I should be able to say what she said in that context of, like, this is what she would say. Because it's not like this power play. It's not like, I just don't want to lessen the hit of it so that the learning experience is more genuine. But we're not in the right political climate for me to say that.
0: So you're saying by saying what your mom used to say, it, the sh- it shows the power of what she used to say. or it's right. It doesn't make it this often a thing to where I'm like backing
1: down from what you said. It's like approaching it full on and things in the right context, like like saying the word bitch, I think is hit or miss. Like sometimes saying bitch, dude, I went to, again, I went to a black school. You just call each other bitches all the time. It's just what you do. But at the same time, calling a a woman a bitch when she's in a position of power and she's doing powerful things is so harmful that there's a time and a place to say that too where it could be really impactful. So, like saying retarded, again, if you're just joking with your friends, is like, dude, again, I went to a black high school. Calling each other retarded is a normal thing. Like, oh, you being retarded. Boy, you retarded. Like, if a girl's, you're flirting with a girl, she'd be like, boy, you retarded. That was a normal thing. But in a context of an email where you're picking them apart, that's not the right place. That was a mistake that impacted the shit out of me.
0: <laughs> Got a <laughs> yeah. lot of issues after that. Well, because I think the word was used like that for so long. Like playing around, and then it was an affecting a certain group of people that we just like we've eliminated it. And I do get the point because I'm on the end of I'm eliminating it because I don't understand why it makes people upset. But I'm just going to take it away because it makes people upset. But I don't. Right. But I have. I'm like you. I don't understand why words make people so upset. Well, I, I because I'm like except like the N word, of course, because. That's terrible, and I went to the, I went to the African American Museum, and yeah, that'll, that that'll, one maybe that'll me, get
1: you. That'll get you. I wanted to like, punch. Oh, yeah. There was
0: like a white woman. She asked me, she's like, "Do you want to take a picture?" And I was like, "No, bitch!" And I called her a bitch because <laughs> 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 I was so mad at white people for like the next right. week because it's, um, yeah. But yeah, I I think there's a balance. Like I've come to the conclusion I don't under I don't have to understand why people get so so upset by words. I'm just not gonna say it. Right, and that's something, too,
1: where I think, so for me, I, th- I consider it a character flaw. Yeah. Like, even now, I want to get to the point where, like, in the same way with, like, the N-word, uh, I would love to be able to be able to put it in that context so it can people that do use it understand why it's really not something we should. And the same way with, like, me saying retarded, at some point, if I am the ultimate version of myself, I'm not going to say the word. And I'm going to find much classier ways to go about things in general. Um, but there's certain, like, like the pronoun thing is a really rough, rough space. It's like millions of years of you, he she, so that's a touchy one. But if somebody's really fucking cool and they're like, yo, call me a zebra, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll call you a zebra. You're cool as
2: shit. As I get older, I'm starting to realize that the whole pushback against that is ultimately, I think people feel pride for push pushing back against uh, language changing, but there is no stopping it. It's the and same there, reason we do There could be a better way of doing it. Maybe, but like language is going to change. So, what's the point in h- trying to hold on to these words? Like, why would you get up at an open mic and say, "Right, I think exactly." Like, and it's also
1: too, like, with my personal self. If I'm being the best version of me, I'm using more words that are more accurate and that are classier and that are more up to par. But at the same time, we're not always our best selves. Like, everybody's like, "Oh, we're always doing our best." That's that's bullshit. So, like, it's okay if somebody, like, there's people, man. That I've noticed them in situations where they got really defensive, where there was like maybe a black kid bullying them or something like that, and then the N word would come out. But the kid was like fucking fearing for their, they weren't actually in danger for their life. They're in such a defensive space. It's like you have to everything needs to be in context. So it's like instead of having these harsh reactions, we just have to be more compassionate. And be like, hey, let's take you to <laughs> let's take you to an African American museum. And exactly. <laughs> let's go. The, let's, let's go and check that out for a little bit, and then let's explain also culturally how black people are being fucking railed in these poverty communities like and the impact of that and like i had a i listened to charlemagne's interview with meek mill recently that'll give you a heavy dose of how shit is and why it's fucking rough and why we need to continue supporting uh let's not just say black people but people in poverty people in these
0: neighborhoods Yeah, I do think there should be like people in vans that you can report like, hey, this white person doesn't understand the struggle of black people. You call them, they get kidnapped, they get taken to the African-American Museum (laughs) and forced to read all, all the little brochures and everything, everything. and see the examples. They get tested on it, exactly. they, never, like they watch. Oh, they understand. watch a
1: movie made by like a fucking killer movie producer that can like em- emit feelings. Exactly. I'm like, now yeah. I understand. No, and after that, you go to a project in the hood, and you sit down in a house where they talk about how their fucking eight year old cousin was shot in the head when she was sleeping. Exactly. And then you see their fucking pictures everywhere, and you see the bed where they don't even go in that room anymore because like. This make is it, why I can't real. use the N word. Make it real for these motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. This is why I can't use the N word. Exactly. And in the same space, I think I probably need to go through something for the <laughs> R word. I, <need> to... <laughs> I personally probably should work on that. Uh, um, not probably. I do need to.
0: No, I do, I do think getting picked on as a kid is crucial. It sucks at the time, but I think as an adult, what's supposed to happen is you're supposed to look back on it one day, like maybe you turn 20 and you look back and you're like, those kids picked on me all the time. And I'm okay. Like, am I? Yeah. my self-esteem hurt a little bit. But what did all those things those kids say really do to affect my life? A lot, actually. Quite a bit. <laughs> How so?
1: <laughs> there's things I still think about, man. I live a really beautiful life, and I, I am thriving for real. And I'm defeating expectation even for myself. And I still, there's still things from childhood I think about. I'm like, oh, fuck. That still bothers me a little bit. It's, it's a process. What, what
0: crack was it? What, what did they say? Oh, shit, let me think.
1: There was this one time on the bus. This kid just kept he called me. It's a fag the bus. I was just minding my own business. Kept calling me a fag. Kept uh, just bothering me, just poking me, and nobody gave a shit. And it's like, fucking, why did why did anybody give a fuck?
0: Oh, you know what? You're right. I get my eyebrows done because I used to get picked on my eyebrows all the time, and I can see, that's probably I can see why. <laughs> that's probably still a subconscious thing. why I'm always getting my eyebrows done.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, it's okay to be flawed. It's okay to have stuff. Make it a beautiful thing. Like, get like, you don't have it going on right now, but like, get your eyebrows. To a point where they're like gorgeous
0: to eyebrows. Oh. Just like
1: turn that shit around into a positive thing.
0: Oh, wait one day. About it. I'm going to be on the men's cover. Like men's health cover. Eyebrows on fleek.
1: You literally have to <laughs> genetics to be like a crazy attractive person. Oh, if you really worked out and like ate right and all that shit. Did like the saunas, all that. You could for real be on covers of stuff. Yeah, oh, if you worked like 100%, out one I'm day not, in I'm your just life. <laughs> you, I'm not saying this because you're <laughs> ass. Like I, This is reality. Oh,
0: Don't. This part, hey, make sure that we we do snippets of the podcast. We release snippets. Make sure we release this snippet. I'm going to send it to my exes.
1: Well, how about you you, you do the word (laughs) and send them the magazine cover? You could literally be that good looking. Just putting that out there. I, I have a limit to that. Andrew has a limit to that. You do not.
0: Thank you. Oh, thank you so much.
1: So that was one mistake, was uh, saying retard in a professional setting. and
2: What were the repercussions from that? Uh, well, first off, that person
1: has a massive footing into the social space of music in general. They're the book. She's like 22 or something like that. So everybody that she knew and respects her, et cetera, she's political correctness, 101. And again, tons of positive qualities about the person. Uh, so... I don't want anybody thinking like she's overall shitty, by any means. Um, So, like, the relationship with others, like, if she gives me an opinion on me, we listen to other people's opinions. We are influenced by other people's opinions. We very rarely get to a person and actually just take that person for who they are. We take it through all this other crap first. Uh, First impressions are major. I was still new to the area. So, now, granted, I shouldn't have done business with them again anyways. So, it's like, they, they did shitty business. So, that's losing that venue relationship, not a big deal. And I didn't really even lose it over, overall. Um, but it's just the timeline too. Like There's a girl that I was seeing that that was fucking intense and shit went down south of that pretty heavily. Uh, outside of my control, the trauma triggered the shit out of me. And also like a, a big reason why I did get to the point of slipping up and saying retard was because I was like dealing with the heaviest PTS trigger, PTSD triggers I've ever dealt with. Uh, during that period of time. So I was like super imbalanced in general. But nobody really gives a shit. They just care about how they feel. That's something I've learned uh, as well. So also through that experience, somebody involved with her, with them, friends of hers, I don't know who it was, but it was either her, or friends of hers, or them in general, contacted artists I'd booked for another show, for a hip hop show. That was my first entrance in doing hip hop uh, showcase. And there's all people that didn't know me well enough to like super trust me. Most people that trust me pretty well. Uh, to where when I like booking for a comedy show, people I don't even tell them the money up front because I figure that out after. They're just like, Yeah, I would love the spot. There's only like one person that's like ever been like, Oh, well, what are you paying? Everybody's like, Yeah, I would love to be on your shows. Your shows are great. Musicians, or bands, et cetera, They never talk like they know that I'll I'll do that honestly. Um, but these people didn't know me well enough to do that. It was a new field, all that shit. And every step of the way it was fucking hard to get this lineup together. Hip hop community just does this business different. It has a different intention. And I ended up having to pay them each significantly more to keep the show together because I had already advertised who was on it. If I start pulling names off of it, my brand was not strong enough to deal with me changing the entire lineup before the event within a month. Uh, so I'd end up paying a bunch of extra money. It was a- tons of stress on top of dealing with like, a pretty shitty uh, situation with, like, romance. Dealing with, I was at a period where the tax uh, fraud shit I was dealing with was coming to a close, and I ended up having to pay a fuck ton of money for something not my fault. Uh, so I was like...
0: R- IRS doesn't play, man.
1: The IRS was fine. The fucking NC Department of Revenue can suck a dick.
0: They don't give receipts. They are
1: fucking evil, dude. They still owe me money that they will never pay me. They are fucking garbage. They lied to me for months and months and months and months and months and months. And And I fucking did the research. and I did all the research, learned how everything did. I asked them questions. They all said different answers. I ended up being right. I had to fight them for fucking months. And then, so that came to a close. But I ended up, all the money I had saved up to pursue Between Two Clouds. All of it, which, this is now in March, and I had prepared the next, like, year or two to be able to pursue it. It was gone because I had to pay pay it all. So I had to, I was going to be in between places to stay. I was going to be sleeping with a friend's place. I was going to be sleeping with a girl that I was, at her, her place and I was going to be bouncing around and I was making money work so I could continue to pursue the between two clouds thing because there was so much momentum and it was doing so well and it was such a good thing for so many people and then it all fucking came in that same month so the same month of that retard thing and the, then the hip hop show at the end of it it went it went okay enough um, but that was such a bad experience it was just so poorly timed uh, and it hurt a lot of relationships for sure
0: do you find yourself more careful and uh When you're letting someone know how they've messed up, like, do you find yourself wording emails differently?
2: Um,
1: (laughs) That's that's so fucking funny. Uh, I no longer say they're they are retarded. (laughs) (laughs) That's what. uh, Anybody listening to this, if you are writing an email and somebody's disappointed you, do
0: not call them retarded. Just take that sentence out.
1: (laughs) Take that one out. Write write it down. Write it down. You need to say it because they are. I find
2: sometimes it helps to
1: but, uh, write
2: it out and then delete it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Write the whole email out and just delete that shit after. Spend fucking two hours writing that shit and be like, I'm going to send it. I'm going to send it and then just delete it. You feel way better. Yeah.
2: yeah. Do you still work with this person?
1: Uh, could I work with them? I, don't know. I the, No, I stopped working with them after that. They they really fucked up hard. Like they lied repeatedly and did, wouldn't own it. Yeah, so I I don't, I don't deal with that very well, obviously. Somebody like me would not deal with liars very well. Hmm. Which is why also the relationship thing didn't work out it was like her lying about some real shit and a bunch of stuff, but it, it's fine that I don't. Um, maybe in the future, but I don't think so. I don't think we match up like that to do business together.
0: It's it's so tough to deal with liars because I think that the reason they lie, especially once you get older in age, is because people have made it okay. Yes, and there's no
1: repercussion for it.
0: Exactly, yeah. and I find myself. Especially with people's flaws now, the older they are, I'm like, the reason you're flawed like that is because someone made it okay. And at the end of the day, I, in one conversation, am not going to change your flaw. I can let you know it, but... Right. I can impact your ability to see it. Yeah, but you're not going to change it. Like, it has to... I often think flaws have to come from hitting almost rock bottom because of that flaw. If you can or maintain. really good at dealing with flaws. Or being good, really good at dealing with yeah. it where you're constantly attacking it. But if that flaw, you have that flaw and you're able to maintain your day to day, most people aren't going to fix That's it. That's
1: why we live in a romantic wasteland because if you're a white female, you can't do anything wrong right now. <laughs> I'll make that claim. Fight me on it. Fight me on it.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's tough. Um, when they're beautiful because no one will tell them they're not? Well, that's
1: just not true. That's where I come in.
0: (laughs) I I, I did experience that. It was my first experience in college. My friend put me in in front of the keg stand. He was like, I want you to make us money, right? I was like, (laughs) are you sure? And he was like, yeah. And so no matter what, no matter who walked in, I was charging them $5 for a cup. And these two beautiful girls walked in and were like, so you're not gonna charge this, right? And my friend was like, No, nah, we're not gonna charge. This. I was like, Yes, we are.
1: Yes, you got and we goddamn And they looked are. so
0: shocked. And I was like, You're none of us here are probably going to we're have a chance cool with people. you. Yeah. And uh I made us the most money he had ever made on a keg. He started putting me in charge of kegs because <laughs> I don't care if you're beautiful. good I don't for care. you. Good for you. you I'm paying you're paying you're me my literally money. Literally
1: making these when you do that for somebody, when you do that for a hot girl who's always been, had shit up her ass, you're making her life better. She's never had the opportunity to be a fucking person because nobody's ever given her a chance to. So it's like, it's it's not compassionate to just blow smoke up a pretty person's ass. And, yep. My like, one drink holding rule. Holding them to the same character, like, it's good for that person if you hold them to a character standard.
0: Yep. My one drink rule has been beneficial. My, uh, I buy one drink, then you have to buy the next one, or we... Good for you, man, you know uh two texts, two texts without a reply, don't hit your back, all communication ceases. We got to start the war on beautiful people. they get away the with a lot beautiful <laughs> people,
1: yeah, yeah, dude, and it's something too that I've noticed is uh when I was younger, I certainly thought that looks did not matter as much as they actually do. The more wise and mature I get, the older I get, the more experiences I get, the healthier I get, the more I realize that looks uh matter a whole fucking lot more than character when it comes to people uh, th- in those situations and who to listen to and who to value, et cetera. I mean, there's actual science more. out
2: there that says that. Yeah. I mean, beautiful people get shit for free.
1: Constantly. Constantly. And get and better just, jobs
2: and get hired and get validated more. My thing yeah. is, and this might just be how I interact with the world, but going back to the beginning of just not dealing with it, I feel like so many people are concerned with other people's plates. Oh, yeah, you are absolutely. I mean, we we could sit here and talk yes. about everything that beautiful people get. It's just, why are you worried about anybody else? Worry about your own shit. Yeah. Do your own shit. I don't give a fuck that Becky is sitting there getting a free Uber ride because she's got half her tits hanging out. Good for her, man. I'm, I'm well, working she right here. She's going to get one from me. Well, the the reason I have such an investment into it is
1: because like I'm I'm big on owning my own shit. I mm-hmm. recognize how fortunate I am. I've had a fucking rough life, but it's added up into I live a really beautiful life. I get to have cool experiences and relationships. So it's I own that. But at the same time, because I care about people, because I again I want my world to be more beautiful. If, if Becky with the big tits and everything is also cool people, my world's better. Like oh, I can have this conversation with this physically attractive person, and they're awesome people, and I can have this great conversation. Even better, even better experience. And then my friends also get to experience that too. And the thing is, if we don't worry about, like, maybe we don't give her this free drink, because then that entitlement, she, her, she's going to get an entitled mindset where she just expects it. And then she's not going to work for shit, which is actually going to make her less valuable to herself. And then, like, her access to resources, you know, let's well, say when she ages and she's not hot anymore, all of a sudden she has no fucking skill sets. She doesn't know how to actually be a person socially. She doesn't know how to deal with rejection. All of a sudden, she's crashing and burning and shoving pounds of makeup on herself. Like, now it's like, oh, there's repercussions. So it's, that's, that's the issue I have with it is if we don't actually give these people repercussions, then they're, they're not going to work on themselves. And then they have to experience being that and looking around at people that were she once looked down on and thought she was better than thriving because they dealt with all the shit. And I, I think all of us should just not worry so much about how we got there. Because uh, we all have reasons who we are and why we got there. Focusing more on, okay, how can I help them or give them the, not help them, but give them the opportunity to potentially live a higher quality of life uh, and be a version of themselves they really want to be. And I think being honest is just a big, like actually honest is a big part of that. And being
2: wrong sometimes. There's sometimes I say shit and I'm just fucking wrong. I think that maybe I just haven't noticed it as much because I've always been too broke to buy a girl dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never really paid for a date date. Because it's just like, no, nah, I don't got the money for an $80 dinner. I'm not buying you a drink because I got $8 in my account, and that's one drink for me. Well, there's
1: certain girls that are just not going to talk to you. Yeah, well. The, the girls that would talk to you, that's not as much of a priority.
2: I'm not, yeah, I'm just, I've never really been concerned with what. That's not true. Lately, I'm just not concerned with what other people have or what other people get.
1: Yeah, I think I think it depends. i I'm on the same page with you that you need to focus on your own shit. Um, when it comes to like like a jealousy or envy kind of thing, I mean, you can
2: see that shit in the comedy community, man.
1: 100. percent
2: That person gets booked on everything, and I'm funnier. It's like if they really knew how booking works. So all I do is
1: book. Like yeah. I, I don't do other shows and stuff. All I do is book. If people want to know how to get booked, they can come talk to me. Yeah. I will tell them how to get booked. But the reality is that. Most of the comics don't do the simple things I ask. I'm like, "Hey, can you send me a 10-minute clip? Can you send me a 5-minute clip?" And they're like, "Oh yeah," and then they don't send it for fucking 4 months. It's like, "Do I know you're funny enough to where you're not going to like hurt my brand when I put you on? To where people continue to come to the shows to provide more crowds for the other comics? Like it's good for everybody if you just do the little things I ask for." It, and they won't. I'm like, "Send me a fucking picture in a bio." And a it says it takes them 3 weeks to do that. It's like, "Fucking get it done. Do do the thing." And There's, like, comics that are begging for guest spots, and I'm like, come to the show early, help me put some chairs up, and I'll give you this guest spot on a show that brings 75 people every fucking time. Like, do these little things, and you'll get booked, and then because you have that experience, going to the next one is a thing, and you got a video of that, and now you can send it to the next promoter. It's it's the short-sightedness, whereas all the comedians that are the funniest, they're the easiest to work with. Mm -hmm. I need something. Oh, it's there. Tyler Wood today. I fucking posted the... He's funny as fuck. He's been crushing lately. He's so easy to work with. And I posted today in the group chat, like, hey, can you guys start sending me the stuff for this? He posted the bio, picks everything to me within five minutes. Done. When I message him, and reaches out. I'm like, hey, is there a guest spot that you'd like to add this? He's like, this person, done. So people that bitch about like, what other people have is because they're not doing the simple things to get those things. It's just an excuse not rather f- than doing yeah, work. They're not fulfilling
2: themselves. 100%.
0: Yeah, hell, you and I even talked about this today because uh, we meet every week and uh, to like go over like what should we should do this week, what we should, we, what did we get, not get done last week, hold each other accountable, and uh, what else can we do if you're not willing to put in just a little bit of effort?
1: Right, just small because it takes so much effort from y'all. To yeah. do the other shit. It's like we're doing so much. We just need you to do this. Like, how the fuck can I do more? But that's sometimes you have to ignore people's opinions. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, oh, listen to everybody. It's like, no, most people have shitty opinions. And their opinions are based on them not doing shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm getting way more conservative as I age. I used to be quite liberal when it came to business and money. And socially, I'm, I'm quite liberal still. I'm maybe, maybe more so. But when it comes to, like, money and taxing, et cetera, like, the high-end corporations not paying taxes is fucking ridiculous. But when it comes to, like, tax brackets, I don't think you should be penalized for making more money. That's ridiculous. Versus, like, if you don't fucking put the work in, if you don't have mental health issues, man, like... Oh, you.
2: If I ever start making serious money, the government is not going to know how much I'm making.
0: <laughs> 100%. Well, it's... Yeah. It's if you listen to people who... Because they say you shouldn't listen to people like right on your level. You should listen to people who are where you want to be and see how they got there, right?
1: Or the people that are way below you and they failed.
0: Exactly. And they tell you exactly what not to do. Um, And so when you start just listening and not... Because I used to listen to motivational speakers and then add my own spin and not go anywhere. And then, like, I'd right. always McNeilize it. Like, right. they don't really mean that. And then him and I started listening to this guy named Gary Vee. He's like, all right, we're actually going to listen. And him the most has just been following what this dude said and has been growing just listening and doing what someone who is currently doing it and being successful at it says to do. And so the more you do that, the more this question pops in your head that makes you sound like a conservative is, like, yes. if I can listen – And get this done by following simple directions, and then why can't other people do it? We are not
2: in the age or the climate, environment, whatever, where you have to figure things out. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, there's no repercussion. There is a formula for whatever you want to do. Comedy.
1: Most everything, yeah.
2: Yeah, arts, business. Uh, You want to become a doctor. Like whatever the path is there and laid out for you like yeah and it's all this it's, it's not that difficult it's the distance
1: between it and I soared to my throat like this is this is what it is my life on it it's arrogance people have this arrogance they want to be trailblazers and they, yeah, it's this fucking just crazy arrogance to distance them between what they want and getting it because they think they know better they think that they deserve it you you don't deserve fucking anything ever you either get it or you don't that's reality. You don't deserve the good that happens to you. You don't deserve the bad that happens. To you things happen to you. The things happen, and and then also something too that I think needs to always be reminded is that mental health. You can you can for real blame mental health. That is something that I think we never need to look over because mental health. Is a, everything can look fine on the outside, but if it's, the things aren't fine on the inside, it doesn't matter how hard you try. Yeah. So it's a mix of that. You know, if you can. Focus on your mental health issues and really go with that. And then once you're getting better, once those are taken care of, then at that point, there's no excuse.
0: Because there's someone out there who would take the position you're in and run with it. That that's what I think gratitude is very important. uh, Because that's something I didn't recognize as a kid, but my grandma would always preach gratitude, appreciate where you are there's someone who doesn't have what you have that if you put them in their posi- your position, they'd run with it because they just need they need a little bit more. So always be appreciative of what you have. Right.
2: And, and learn, man. I, I don't respect the people who make the same mistakes over and over again. If yeah. you are spinning your wheels in your position, I'm sorry, man, you're not going to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, and it also if you, when you put it on others, that's what fucking bothers me. It's like you're telling everybody all this stuff, and you're making it everybody else's fault. It's like no, maybe maybe you're a fuck up, and maybe you fuck up the next ten years, but it's not somebody else's fault that you're a fuck up.
0: Funny thing, you say that like one interview that I watch a lot is Rick Ross's interview. Really, and okay. it, it's it's really good because he said the day I became. Rick Ross the man is when I made everything my fault. Yeah, so he was like yeah. he was like, so a beat maker doesn't give me a beat on time. If I hire that beat person again, that's my fault. It's like the first Correct. time it wasn't my fault. It's like if I work with someone who doesn't do what they're supposed to do, that's my fault. So I need to not work with that person again. He's like, I made Correct. everything my fault. I. He's like, I'd always write down, how is this my fault if this situation didn't go well? Even if it's I just hired the wrong person. Yeah, it's called extreme
1: ownership. Yeah. There's a lot of pe- very successful people to talk about it. And that's something I firmly believe in, too. Like, Between Two Clouds brand, at some point, it's going to be very clear what the intention is. And Extreme ownership is one. It's like the- we all go through fucked up shit.
2: If you lose your house in a hurricane, why the fuck are you living on a coast?
0: <laughs> I mean, truly, that is
1: there is a fair argument there. Like you know, a hurricane hits every year, same time, same year. Like if you
0: <laughs> every
1: or same time, same year, same time every year. Multiple hurricanes hit that coast. It's not a tragedy. Look, you're not gonna girl. catch me. That was you knew it. I'm terrified <laughs> of
2: tornadoes. I'm never going to live in Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. Go
0: Thunder. Go Thunder. Uh, (laughs) What other mistakes have you made? It's been a year. Uh, Uh, You got the relationship. You got uh, calling people stupid. Extremely stupid. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
1: So those are two mistakes. Um, I think a lot of trying... And I knew I was doing it too. So it's a mistake I made on purpose. But trying to do too much too quick. Not letting things play out and being patient. But... I needed to do that, so it wasn't like as much of a mistake as I, I think. As a process, I just had to do, uh, which every mistake could be that. Um, so, just trying to do too many like comedy shows up front. Uh, yeah, just that in general, just trying to do too much too quick and not really letting it play out, and pick the putting, saying no to more people, and you know, being okay with taking a month off for an event or something.
0: Um, dude, patience is so tough when you're a hustler. Cause there are like yeah. some things that like you can't speed up.
1: You can't, you have to let the cycle play out. I'm getting much better at it, but I'm, what I'm doing, I'm like kind of, uh, it's patience, but what I'm doing is I'm just working on more shit now. So I'll let it play out cause I just have so much other shit to do okay. and then it plays out better and it works for me. Um, so that, that's one thing. It's just taking my time with stuff and really caring about it relationships, to everything. Um, but another one was there was just times where I gave too much of a fuck about people's opinions. They're dumb, dumb opinions. And I should have just handled it right there and be like, nah, you wrong. You're dumb. I should have just, instead of like sit there and engage with this dumbass opinion, the reason why I do comedy shows is because I fucking love stand-up comedy. People don't understand how much I love stand-up comedy. I'm a major fan. I don't need to be on stage doing it. I just fucking love it. I love putting the shows on. Or else I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Uh, so I also love having like stand of comics that are local, that I like their stuff. I love giving them slots. I love putting on shows for them and giving opportunities. Like It's it's so fun for me. It's so rewarding for me. So when people are like slandering me, and then comics are less likely to do my shows that I need to do, they're less likely to make sure to prioritize my shows, and I can't do it on the level that I can do it at and grow it to the level that I can grow it at, so it like really impacts everybody, and it fucking bothers me so much and uh, just a little bit of poison in the water still poisons some of the water, and it has had small repercussions, and those things do add up and that was during that was also during a time like right now, people can slander me all day long. I'm gonna make this shit happen. It doesn't matter. half a community can start to hate me I'm still gonna make this stuff happen, and I'm getting comics reaching out to me from other cities and stuff, so it's like Right now, it's not as big of a deal, and I can just be more upfront. But back then, it was in a vulnerable state. And I was also just trying to figure shit out. You know, I just loved it, and I wanted to do things. So then to have such a negative, like, if that same thing happened now, no impact. I wouldn't care. But back then, I was just trying to do good things. So then to be, like, treated like shit for it for a little bit and hear my name constantly slandered, it's not fun. But the mistake was not doubling down on myself and being like, no, you're not going to treat me that way.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times comedy's really fickle because everyone views people as competition. When I think that, that, that way, man. When I think that there's enough out here for everybody to eat off comedy. Yeah. And I think it's very it's it's very territorial. Um and so people get really defensive sometimes.
1: It's like that in the DJ world too. Sometimes more so.
0: And yeah, and I think if you know, if you just and yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I can't change anybody's opinion of me, so I just don't give a fuck. Because there was a comedian who recently said, Told me what they thought of me to my face, and I was sitting there, sh- awesome, shot, but I was shocked because I was like, I don't know where you got this from, and I'll tell you again, McNeil, you're a, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know where you got this from, and part of me was like. Should I sit here and try to dispel what this comedian thinks of me? Should I argue with them? And I was like, you know what? No, I'm good. And me and this comic will just never have a relationship. Because what they thought about me was so out of pocket That I was like, I don't know where you got this from. Uh, So you
1: can't even like give context, like, oh, I could see how you saw that. Yeah. So it was
0: too far to even. It was like, and for you to think that I would rather you came to me and had a conversation. And so part of me is like, should I tell, should I argue with them? I was like, oh, this is what you think of me. Thank you for that. And I appreciate that for you telling me. Uh, They slipped up and told me what they told me. And I was like, okay. And so for me, it was just like, I'm just going to throw it away and me and you just won't have a relationship, you know? Maybe they come back later and
1: they're like, hey, can we talk about that? It's like, yeah, let's fucking talk about it.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, not, it's not your job to yeah. bring it up. It's not my job to bring it up. I was like, okay, that's cool.
2: It's like I I don't know. I just don't want interactions with people. <laughs> I just want to go to mics,
1: go to shows, do if, my sets. If I didn't want to make the impact that I wanted to make,
2: I, pr- <laughs> I promise you I'm a hundred percent on board with you. You're a booker. I, I'm just that's all one I gotta of, do one of the is, things I do. Right, right. You're a DJ as well. We're we're in different positions. I can right. I am afforded the luxury of just just being funny. showing up, doing the show, and leaving. Right. All I need for you is to show up on time, <laughs> to <laughs> not bitch for no reason, yeah.
1: To voice your concerns, let me handle those concerns. Do your thing, have a good time, and leave. Like if you could do those things, and it's like,
0: uh, what what else do you want to tell us about Matt? I'll tell so I'll tell you the the
1: romance thing. I don't know if it was a mistake, but it's it's in that area. So. I was like genuinely very hurt, so it was a mental health level of hurt. But my reaction to that when things broke down is, I drove from here to Florida like that night, no preparation, no anything. Oh, I, just, I was, was going to drive to California. I just needed to get the fuck out. I just needed to like clear my head. Did you take face. a nap
0: first, or did you just
1: on the way, along okay. the way? But I went straight there, no plans, no anything, nothing. But that was a hell of a thing. Like that night when I found out like certain, certain information that was lied to me about, like I was literally, she was asleep. I find out about it. I wake her up. I'm like, I'm going, I'm gone. And I went and I, I did text her a lot of nasty things for multiple days. <laughs> was, one of those, those were mistakes. I was, I was, I mean, I have, I have PTSD and she hit like my most sensitive trigger, which is like gaslighting. And honestly, she, so somebody in that position, gaslighting, cause like, my mother gaslighting me when I was a kid, uh, so in romantic situations and somebody gaslights me, it like it disrupts like a lot going on down there so and I told her about this early, and then she did it like actively for months uh but she, again, she's a wonderful person too, so I don't want that to tons tons of great qualities now nice.
0: someone who's dating you in the future knows how to get rid of you for a few days, just like, I need Matt to oh leave the house God, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that is so fucking funny. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, there are... I, I'm just working on that part of myself. So I've worked actively for the past year to yeah. fix that okay. trauma.
2: Are you still... Because there, there are angry texters and then there are people who turn off the phone when they're angry. So it's like... I did both. Yeah. I would go back and forth with turning the phone off and then sending a lot of nasty
1: messages over and over and over because it wasn't like logical. It wasn't even like me. It was just like, what do I do this person to reflect back onto them what the harm they've caused me? Because uh, I don't want to... I didn't like actually want... I, I wouldn't like ever physically go after or something like that or anybody, um, unless they like hurt. Like if somebody like hurt Nicolette, I would I would become a serial killer. Uh, if <laughs> somebody <laughs> hurt Nicolette,
2: like Liam Neeson shit. Oh my yes, I will yes. find you.
1: Yes, I'm. I would be scarier than Liam Neeson ten times out of ten if, if people went after her. Um, and it wouldn't be emotional at all, It'd be very logical. <laughs> That's how you know
0: you're mad when you like plan it out. <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh, uh, "Oh, okay. I thought uh damn
0: it. Yeah. Uh, there was this uh this dude killed this guy's daughter, and so he was being extradited to uh a a, a new airport. So he was coming out of the airport. The dude's daughter, the dude's dad, I mean the daughter's dad was sitting there on the payphone just waiting, walked right up. Boom, shot him, put his hands behind his back, and I was like, that was logical. Like he, yeah. he was he was like he had to go. He, yeah, yeah, bye, bye, bye. At what point? Do, yeah, you're like whatever
2: you did. <laughs> I am so angry. I'm willing to trade my life. Yep, for yeah, I get revenge. It. Like somebody's daughter. Somebody's, yeah. Somebody's oh, you gotta son, go. I, I get it. Like, again, somebody harmed Nicolette.
1: Nicola on tape. She is one of the most protected people on this planet.
2: She
1: <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people are going if anything happens. But uh. But with that being said, like the angry tag was like just as much as I could do back. And then it ended up being that she uh, tried to take the high road and be like, I was the bad person the whole time when I didn't do anything wrong to her. And I just responded emotionally after she just fucked up stuff. So I learned a lot from that, you know, one, like I guess my gauge of people and being very cautious about that. So I was wrong about some certain stuff for sure and like even with romance and being a little bit more focusing on self love as opposed to like trying to get somebody else to fill those holes away. Um, And also like my friendships have grown dramatically since that too. Uh, So I was always like looking for having that romantic flair that would like make everything okay and make life worth it, make all the hardship worth it. And now it's just not the case. Uh, A lot of my friends provide those soft spaces that like a, a relationship would. My friendship and relationship with Nicolette has grown into you know something even more beautiful because a lot of that softness is there, so uh, I still don't have that romance, and I don't really actively date either. Uh, I'm also like too, way too busy to even bring that into my life um, and I have all these like great friendships that also like it, we're just more soft with each other now because I, I let those spaces open up and
2: Is not- your uh personal i don't know group uh smaller now no okay. No, no, I I just something that like you said that people, a bunch of people stopped talking to you. And part of me feels like the less people that you have in your circles or whatever directly correlates to like less drama and shit.
1: I would say typically it depends on how you go about it. Because of how I am with my friendships, I test my friendships hard just by being my how I am. I am high energy, eccentric every day, all day long, strong ideas, strong opinions. Um, I test myself all the time too, so it's like anybody around me is as well. So I just have more friends now, but the quality has risen from them. But I do have more friends now, but I just approach it different. It's not as much of a business exchange. Like my friendships are, if you are my friend, I fucking got you. You know, even if you fuck me over, like I got you, things are good. Whereas I notice a lot of people's friendships are very, they're business deals. Mm-hmm. You stop providing this value. We know I no longer provide whatever the fuck I provide.
0: A lot of friendships are prostitution, which is fine.
1: I need some prostitution <laughs>
2: friendships. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to start hanging out with strippers. Speaking of uh, callback to the beginning of the episode, but uh, Tank Smith's podcast. Yeah. Full service. Full service. Oh, full full service. service. pod. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. interviews uh, sex workers. Ladies
0: of the night.
2: Or day night. or day or early morning. If a, you're a
0: get some uh, coffee
2: and some head yeah, exactly.
0: I'm a <laughs> well, morning person. If, if I just woke up to some head, that'd be perfect. Now I'm working on fucking. Know. What time do you wake up nowadays? Uh, ish God damn. It. It's not even that early. I used wake to wake up, up early.
2: Uh, nine. It's a good time. I know, but I want to dial it back to. I want to get to six. I would love love to be up at like six or five or something, but.
1: I mean, do I DJ at their parties?
2: Yeah, it's, it's tough. At that point, you
0: have to be going to bed at 10 p.m. Yeah, because eight every, hours every is night. important. I'm a six seven hours guy.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm like a nine hour person. Really? I really need that extra sleep. My day is totally different. Totally different. My brain works different.
0: Do you ever have one of
2: those fucking fucking fourteen hour days? Every now and then, like I'm sick. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm not even sick, man. I I don't set my alarm. I'm like holy. I slept for
0: 13 hours. How the fuck?
1: Sometimes you just need it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your body, your body's pretty smart. It tells you what it needs.
1: Yeah. You guys are also like performers. Like I, I'm in front of the mic and all that too. A lot. It takes a lot of energy to do that. It takes more energy and more thought and more like having to be really there to express shit. You just need some more relaxation and stuff.
2: Yeah, I need to hit a spa. I want a spa day. Oh, yeah. If any of our listeners want to donate to my. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to make a three-person spa thing, out. Dude, if we find a Groupon, let's let's get a Patreon going. Hey, there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, donate. Yeah, uh, so those are
1: they're kind of vague, but driving to another state with no money, the time, and all that mistakes. Well, it sounds like a manic episode. It was a hundred percent. It was for real, Pete. It's not like me. Just everybody says PTSD nowadays. Everybody has trauma. It's like actual PTSD triggers. So. Still a mistake though, and all the all the nasty messages were certainly a mistake. I should have I should have harvested a friendship from that. We we should have been friends, but I could. Not Do
2: you think driving to Florida was a healthy way to deal with it?
1: I would, compared to a lot of things, uh, it was certainly
2: <laughs> like kind of like nuts,
1: but I think it was really healthy. Plus, driving is very uh, therapeutic for me. See, I, can you can you and her be friends? I don't think that is an on me thing. Okay, I think that is more of an honor. Could we be friends? I don't know. I don't know because I've changed so much since then. I I'm a pretty dramatically different person since then, and it, in so many ways, that I don't even know if we're compatible at that point anymore. I don't know
0: because every every girl that I have broken up with was there like, or was, she broke up with me, and there was like uh, two weeks, maybe a month of anger. We got all out, and then. We took some time away. We're friends. We, we can talk back and forth. The one girl where we were nice and cordial and tried to be friends and extended it out, her and I actually can't be friends because for like the year after that, we were playing that game of both of us still have feelings and are trying to be friends and trying to play the game. Rather, if we had just cursed each other out, taken a few months, maybe we could be friends. Yeah, so for me, I think It depends. Uh, I think it's I'm more open to it than a
1: lot of them are, but also, it just makes sense. Women have more access to people. You know, if you're if you're female, female you're constantly getting approached with stuff. I mean, I have so much access to people because I like do things that there's actions that I take, actionable steps. So I, I think it just depends on the social situations. Like I've also dated people that were always quite different from me. Like that girl, she was like really into like punk and metal music, etc. I'm like a fucking house and techno DJ. It's different um I like like hi- I like hip hop and stuff like that. She would almost never listen to any of that uh She was somebody that would watch the office all the time I, I never really watched any of the office like there's so many so many differences, but I enjoy those differences and I embrace them. but once those worlds split, a lot of the things I did with them was my first access to those things so oh, so being friends afterwards is. It's not that it couldn't happen. It's like, what do we connect on? We connected on something a lot deeper. It wasn't like through these things that we liked. We wouldn't even be in the same situations. And usually the people I met, it's not like I lived really close to them or anything either. So, yeah,
0: I've always been weird in that way about dating. Fair enough. Uh, give your final spill on uh, Diving Deep. Why should people listen to Diving Deep? Diving Deep is designed for people that want more...
1: Raw and authentic conversation. So let's say that you're somebody that you aren't aren't sure about if you like you're a good person or not. Like let's say you have thoughts that you think are dark, or you think you're a shitty person, or you think you're a really good person, and you think or you think you're alone. You don't think a lot of people feel like you talk like you. You'd be surprised when like real conversation happens consistently how not alone you feel because you can connect with it more.
0: Uh, let's let's. Uh, can you give my people a little motivational speech? A little. Pep oh, that's talk? right.
1: Yeah, as you do do that, um, I could definitely. So, take it from someone that has gone from being completely insignificant to everybody, including themselves, to somebody that now genuinely inspires everybody around them. Uh, there's people that literally ask to move in with me, routinely because they want to be around what I'm doing and everything else. I went from nothing to like literally uh, inspiring and making things happen. That it is very possible. And as Andrew said earlier, there's a way to do these things. And as I said earlier, how I said earlier, you just need to not be so arrogant about it. If you can work on that arrogance, work on your mental health, and listen to people that know what the fuck they're talking about, you can accomplish so much more than you think you're capable of you would be so fucking surprised. And it's not just some random person saying random shit to put smoke up your ass. Like, that is that is reality. So if you have a dream, you have something you want to go after, it's not so daunting. You just have to work on yourself, work on your arrogance, and figure out how this shit works
0: and make that shit happen. It is possible. There you have it. You can accomplish anything. Uh, Andrew, what do you want to leave the people with?
2: Follow me on Instagram, TikTok. Twitter Andrew Gleason NC.
0: Your TikTok has been popping lately. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. It's he happening. he hit this is his market, the sixteen to eighteen year olds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not against <laughs> it. Hey, uh, uh what do you want to leave the people with? Uh
1: Please keep up with the Between Two Clouds project. It's, even minus me, it's crazy valuable. The people behind it are wonderful. And it is something that is really special. And it is worth supporting and worth engaging with and seeing how it grows. And it is designed, I, I promise, for you to live a more meaningful, fun, um, and just well-rounded life, uh, wheth- whether you can understand it right now or not. So it's uh, Between, B-E-T-W-E-E-N, the number two. Cloud, Clouds, dot com. Also, Facebook is a really good way to keep up with it. Uh, please engage with it. Please reach out. And if you ever need to talk about shit too, we have so many people to work with us that are really good at talking about real shit. So please don't feel like you're alone. And if you want to have fun, come have fun with us.
0: And I am Donovan McNeil. You can follow me at IKeepItMcReal on all social platforms. And uh, that was humor and mistakes. Is, that,
1: ha- is that your actual social media? Thing? It is.
0: I keep it real.
1: That's that's fucking <laughs> great. <laughs> uh,
0: you can follow me on all social media platforms. Uh, that was humor in mistakes with Matt Han, like Han Solo, and uh,
2: no Han Solo. It's, it's, it's AJHn.
0: It. Yeah, I thought it was Han. How do you pronounce it? It's, it's pronounced the
2: same way spelled. The same but, way,
0: but you're saying the pronunciation <laughs> like Han Solo. Okay. So, okay. so I'm going with the pronunciation of yeah. Han.
2: But if you want to find him on social media, it's H A H. Yes. That's, sure. that's correct. That's very, very correct. correct. But <laughs> but go to the Between Two Clouds. Don't go to me, you don't bother me. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> True. True. True.
2: True. Yeah,
0: he didn't even want his name out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No,
1: if you now if you want to if you want to mail him a letter, fine. where they where can
0: they mail you something? No, I'm uh what's your address, Donovan? <laughs> do you go by Donovan uh, now? I do. What happened to Justin? I'm just taking it away for right now. You're I'm just switching up. I'm doing a bob. I'm doing a bob. Uh, Donovan has a more masculine, strong. <laughs> Donovan is the version of you that works out. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and also, uh, it it sounds like somebody who could like take office.
0: Yeah, like I might, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not voting for a Justin. Uh, uh, yeah, who's the yeah? Fuck I'm saying that also. Justin. I had
1: a friend named Justin that just like disappeared. I, I would never vote for a Justin.
2: <laughs> I want to vote for a Donnie.
0: Yeah. No, nah, I used to joke about for going Don. by Donovan. So I just.
2: I want the Don to be my president. Don Donnie. Also, Don Rickles, uh, Donovan McNabb. man.
1: Yeah. No, not Donovan. No, I'm, I'm an Eagles fan. Not him. Donnie <laughs> Wahlberg. <laughs> he did some good for y'all. Hold hey, on. Dave, he's a little bitch. Donovan,
2: right? Donnie Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Philadelphia Eagles movie. There's a lot of Don. Where he walked in. Yeah, it was yeah. seven degrees. I think degrees we, of, we are Don. Yeah. With this. we're
0: done with this. Yeah. Oh, we're out. Don some PJs. Out. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. Thank you, little mistakers.